Greetings. Hello, everybody. My name is Matthew Padian. I am a partner in Stevens and Bolton's restructuring and insolvency team. And welcome to the first in our series of podcasts looking at topical insolvency issues. I'm extremely fortunate to be joined today by Helen Martin, a senior associate, and Lucy Trott, our senior knowledge lawyer, to discuss the first of our topics. And today, we're going to take a step back and provide a half-year insolvency update. So first up, Lucy, I'm conscious that the Insolvency Service has just published its Q2 insolvency statistics for companies. What do they show us? What are we seeing? So that's right, Matt. We've just seen the second uh, lot of quarterly insolvency statistics come out for the figures up to June 2022. And what we're seeing from those figures is a continuation of the rising numbers of corporate insolvencies, which we've seen since the start of 2021 and coming out of the pandemic. The numbers are driven by a sharp increase in the number of creditor voluntary liquidations in particular. So creditor voluntary liquidations increased by 13% in the second quarter of the year. But the interesting increase here is that actually those numbers are 81% up on this time last year. That's the highest number of CVLs that we've seen since 1960 when the records first began. Elsewhere, corporate insolvency figures still remain below pre-pandemic levels. So I think what we need to ask ourselves is what is fueling the rise in insolvencies generally, but more particularly, what is fueling the increase in CVLs? Um, thanks, Lucy. Well, I I think that the rise in insolvencies has been predicted um, by by people in the restructuring market for some time. So the figures are not um, don't come as a big surprise. Um, what is interesting is the the particular rise and and prevalence of CBLs or creditors' voluntary liquidations. Um, so despite the name, a creditor's voluntary liquidation is actually initiated by the directors of an insolvent company. Uh, and it's not a rescue procedure, it is a terminal procedure. So it's a way of, of closing the company down uh, in an orderly way. And the um, the prevalence of CVLs in the figures really indicates, I think, that many directors are finding they have no option now other to, than to close their businesses, whether that's due to the buildup of debt um, over the last two years of COVID restrictions um, and or due to the uniquely difficult trading conditions which they've faced since coming out of the pandemic. What we did notice was that when, um, with the withdrawal of government support and in particular with the ending of the restrictions on presentation of winding up petitions by creditors, uh, which was phased out at the end of March this year, there was a large spike in the number of directors choosing to file for liquidation themselves rather than uh, awaiting potential creditor action. Thanks, Helen. So what we've heard then is that CBLs are dominating the headlines in terms of company and insolvency statistics. But what strikes me is that, as you touched on, Helen, a CVL itself, by its very nature, is a terminal process that effectively means the life of a company is coming to an end. Now, for us as practitioners in this market, that's not necessarily the best news because, of course, it means the work dries up. Um, what we tend to look out for ourselves are opportunities to work on, opportunities to revive businesses, to help them survive and go forwards. And I think one thing which you mentioned, Lucy, is that although the number of, if you like, administrations or CVAs remains below pre-pandemic levels, 
the numbers are, if, if you like, starting to creep up compared to recent years. And so my question to you, Lucy, is to what extent are we seeing that theme of business rescue come back on the agenda? I think that's right, Matt. We are seeing um, signs of increasing in business rescue uh, in the in the recent months. So company voluntary arrangements or CVAs as they're often referred to do remain low after a flurry of activity before the pandemic. We saw a number of high profile CVAs in the press, particularly among retailers and casual dining outlets in the years leading up to the pandemic. Some have questioned whether the reintroduction of the Crown preference in relation to certain HMRC debts has made CVAs perhaps less viable coming out of the pandemic for businesses who are struggling with limited cash resources. However, in relation to administrations, at least, we are seeing numbers, we are seeing numbers rise with an increase of 95% uh, this year on last year and an increase of 18% in the second quarter up from the first quarter of the year. So that does suggest that business rescue might be back on the agenda. Anecdotally, what we're seeing in the market is an increase in pre-pack administrations, and certainly the firm is seeing an increase in instructions on, on pre-packs too. So that might be a good opportunity for investors and turnaround specialists, um, and there could be some good opportunities arising over the coming months. However, for any successful business restructuring, that will require a certain amount of investment to overcome the issues that business could be facing in the coming months, particularly with inflationary pressures as they are. Mm, yeah, no, thanks, Lucy. It's, it's a good point you make. I think what, what we've seen in the past is certain businesses being sold, if you like, by way of a pre-pack, and then for whatever reason, that not being completed in tandem with some kind of viable future business planning, either investment as you've touched on or some other kind of big bigger plan. and what that sometimes then results in is another pre-pack down the line when the business then subsequently fails or fails again. But having looked back, we should probably turn our attention to what we should expect to see going forwards. And if I'm honest, Lucy and Helen, the numbers don't look great in terms of what we're expecting for the economy as a whole. I've seen a recent report which says that the UK will probably enter into a recession during the latter half of this year. Another report which talked about inflation potentially reaching upwards of 18, 19% later this year, perhaps as high as the early 20% early next year. So is it all doom and gloom? Uh, and what can we probably expect from the next six months, do we think? Um, well, I think that the next six months is clearly going to be shaped by the, the ongoing energy crisis and the political response to that. Um, and it, it's certainly the increase in energy costs, which is really driving these these huge levels of inflation. Um, so a lot of the media focus has understandably been on the increase in the energy price cap for consumers. Um, however, this doesn't apply to businesses and many of them are facing a, a devastating increase in costs without even the very limited um, protection that the price cap provides. Um, so typically businesses fix their energy costs for one or two year periods and many of these contracts are coming up for renewal in the autumn, uh, so over the next couple of months. And um, the, the uh, increase is really starting to bite, though so in some cases we're seeing bills forecast to increase by 300, even 400 uh, percent, which really makes continuing uh, to operate the business unviable if if support can't be accessed. We're also seeing energy suppliers growing increasingly concerned about risk of bad debt 
um, from um, industrial and commercial customers who are very high uh, users of energy and some are refusing to take on new business or to renew contracts in certain sectors, which makes it impossible for businesses to access alternative quotes. Thanks, Helen. So that's obviously a lot, a lot very concerning. And, and if, say, for example, you're an SME business who is used to seeing annual energy bills of, let's say, £20,000, and all of a sudden they're shooting up to beyond £100,000, the obvious form of support a business like that is going to look for is some kind of funding. Um, I know, Lucy, during the pandemic, we think we saw things such as a coronavirus business interruption loan scheme and other similar measures. Is there anything such as that which businesses can look to now to obtain that additional funding that they might need? Yeah, so the government has recently extended its recovery loan scheme, which is really a replacement for the COVID support loans that were put in place during the pandemic, such as um, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme and the bounce back loan scheme that uh, there's much coverage of in the press, in particular in relation to the fraud resulting from, from those schemes. Um, so businesses can now access that recovery loan scheme and it's really designed to assist businesses uh, with inflationary pressures. But the problem that many businesses might have is that to the extent that they have already accessed these COVID support loans, many of those loans also contain a negative pledge clause, which requires them to seek consent of their existing lenders before they can take any further funding. So although there are schemes out there designed to assist these businesses, they may not be uh, able to access that additional support unless existing lenders are also willing to provide their consent. Thanks, Lucy. Another thought which occurred to me is that I think it's the case that with the recovery loan scheme, the funding is only available up to a certain limit. I think it's two million pounds. So if we take that thought into account, Helen, are there any other forms of support that we might perhaps see introduced over the next six months, which businesses might look to look to, to in order to help them through this difficult period? Well, um, obviously, it's, it's very difficult at the moment to predict exactly what um, measures our new Prime Minister will put in place and, and how quickly they will act. Um, but there have been um, certain suggestions. So the CBI, uh, for instance, has recently suggested a three-point plan, which it says can be delivered swiftly uh, to target help to businesses and households where needed. Um, and for businesses, um, this includes um, instructing HMRC to replicate the flexibility um, it adopted during the pandemic around time to pay arrangements. And um, this is certainly a, a step that businesses can take themselves. It's always better to approach HMRC and to uh, discuss whether they can enter into some sort of time to pay arrangement rather than just um, not paying the tax, obviously. Um, the second suggestion from the CBI is to launch a publicity drive around the um, recent extension to the recovery loan scheme, which Lucy mentioned, which I think has perhaps uh, flown slightly under the radar in some quarters um, and also suggested that it should be expanded if, if needed. And um, a third key suggestion uh, or recommendation rather that the CBI has made is that business rates should be frozen again for 22-23. Um, so otherwise um, we will see rates, business rates going up in April in line with the um, level of inflation this September, which is forecast, I think, to be around 10, between 10 and 11 percent. Obviously, that will be a huge hike um, coming next spring when businesses have just come out of the winter period. 
Um, apart from these suggestions, we may also see the government looking, considering price caps for small businesses and grants, maybe for energy intensive industries, but it's it's very difficult at the moment to um, predict with any accuracy what support might be out there. And I know there's been some mention in some quarters of potentially a further suspension in the wrongful trading laws, whether that whether or not that happens or not is, as you suggest, Helen, anyone's guess. And it's difficult to say with certainty at this moment in time precisely what forms of support may or may not be available for businesses in general. And so taking that thought into account, Lucy, if you were a manager of an SME at this moment in time, are there any particular steps that you would recommend that business taking in order to try and overcome the difficult period that we find ourselves in right now? advice to businesses always particularly in times of financial difficulty would be to keep fully abreast of company finances um, to look at cash flow forecasts and see what's on the horizon any red flags coming ahead so um, if there are any problem debts as Helen mentioned negotiating with key stakeholders such as lenders landlords HMRC try to negotiate um, extensions of time to pay and negotiate any key supply contracts where possible um, but it is very difficult to say at the moment because we're living in such uncertain times. Uh, we await news from the new prime minister about any potential support measures that, that could ease the pain for businesses. So I think the, the key thing is just going to be taking early advice to the extent that businesses are worried about their financial future and taking every possible step to protect creditors pending any further announcements on government support. If businesses can hang in there, um, until the government makes some further support available um, then then that's great and but in the meantime definitely be taking some advice from an insolvency professional to help them shore up the business um, and weather the storm until the, the political climate becomes clearer. Thanks Lucy. So no single silver bullet it seems but certainly an encouragement there to take stock and if a business were to do one thing, it seems to me, it seems to me the best thing to do is just not to put one's head in the sand. In any time of trouble, one, one's natural tendency, I think, can be just to pretend it's not happening. <laughs> and that's probably the worst thing that one can do in this instance. And the better thing to do, as you touch on, is to actually try and tackle issues head, head on, perhaps if appropriate, by seeking external support where necessary to see one's See, see a business through these challenging times. So Lucy and Helen, thanks very much indeed for contributing to today's podcast. As I mentioned, that was the first of our series of podcasts on topical insolvency issues. In our next podcast, we're going to zone in on the restructuring plan, one of the more recent insolvency procedures introduced by the Corporate Insolvency and Governance Act around the time of the pandemic. And we're going to look in particular at the extent to which restructuring plans may be used by SMEs to launch a restructuring of their business. So thanks for listening. I hope you found that interesting. And if you have any feedback or comments, do please get in touch. Until next time. Goodbye.